neighbor. You are listening to the New Garden Church podcast. We're glad you're here. This year, we are walking through the whole Bible together as a church family, day by day and week by week. We meet at 10 a.m. at DuPont Tyler Middle School in Hermitage, Tennessee. You can join us in person or catch our online gatherings by checking out our website at newgarden.church online. We would love to hear from you. We hope that you enjoy what you hear today and check back in with us again soon. Good morning and welcome to week 45 in our year-long series, Long Story Short. We are traveling through the Bible and we have made it to our final gospel, the Gospel of Luke. Now, one fun fact about Luke, he authored more words in the New Testament than any other author. Paul wrote more letters, which make up about 23% of the New Testament, but Luke's two-part work of Luke and Acts accounts for about 27% of the words in the New Testament. So we will spend today looking at one story in Luke and the next couple of weeks in the book of Acts. Now, if you're with us at Fall Retreat this weekend, you know that yesterday we looked at the story known as the Good Samaritan, and we wrestled with the questions of who is my neighbor and what must we continue to do to experience eternal life. But today we're going to move from Luke 10 to Luke 19 and talk about a tax collector named Zacchaeus. Now, If you grew up going to VBS, perhaps there's a song that's playing in your head right now about a wee little man and a wee little man was he. But this story should not be relegated simply to the children's ministry because there is so much for us to learn from it uh, as adults as well. So let's set the stage with the first few verses in Luke 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and he was unable due to the crowd because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore fig tree in order to see him because he was about to pass through that way. So the first thing we find out to kind of set the stage is where Jesus is. He is in Jericho. Now, Jericho is about 15 miles northeast of Jerusalem. And if you read the preceding chapters, you learn that Jesus is on his way from Galilee in the north to Jerusalem. And so he's passing through Jericho in order to get there. And they are connected by this path. Jerusalem sits 2,300 feet above sea level. Jericho sits 800 feet below sea level. So you have this 3,100 feet elevation change in 15 miles. And this is the setting for the Good Samaritan, a man traveling down from Jerusalem to Jericho. But Jericho is at an important crossroads for trade routes. It's also a desirable location because because of its weather. Due to its location, it has favorable weather most of the year. And although it's surrounded by desert, It has springs which bring fresh water to the area. And so there are many people who wanted to live close to Jerusalem, but not in Jerusalem. And so they might have a home or a second home in Jericho. And this is possibly the background to the priest and the Levite in the Good Samaritan story who are going from Jerusalem to Jericho. Perhaps they finished their service in the temple and now they're going home to Jericho. Also, due to all of these factors, it becomes a place where the wealthy would like to have their home. Think of it like Florida. Like if there's bad weather in Jerusalem, all you have to do is trek down to your second home in Jericho and all of a sudden the climate has completely changed. So when you add the trade routes, a desirable desirable place to live, wealthy people, 
Jericho becomes a perfect spot for taxation. And so we're introduced to Zacchaeus. And not only is he a tax collector, he's the chief tax collector, which means he is probably the guy in charge of all the tax collectors in the region. Zacchaeus is the mob boss. He's the godfather. And just in case you didn't know, Luke makes sure we don't miss the point. He was rich. Beyond that, he's more than likely Jewish, but he's working for Rome and benefiting from Rome and their occupation of the area. And therefore, he's one of, if not the most hated person in Jericho. Now, another thing we learn about Zacchaeus as he's trying to see Jesus is that he is short in stature. Now, sometimes this is simply translated as short, where we get that he is a wee little man. But the Greek word halikia means stature, which could refer to his age, his height, or his social status. Now, since he is the chief tax collector, we can assume that he's not a youngster. But his inability to see Jesus because of the crowd could have to do with his height, or it could have to do with his low social status. Perhaps this is one way the taxpayers can get back at their tax collector by simply standing in his way to where he wants to go, because they are not going to do him any favors because nobody likes him. He is short in social status. But Zacchaeus is not going to be deterred that easily. And this is the first thing we can learn from Zacchaeus by asking, what are we willing to do to see Jesus? This seems like an important point in the story because it's a repeated phrase. Verse 3 says Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was, and verse 4 tells us what he's willing to do in order to see. Now, if you're reading through Luke, you will have just read chapter 18, which is a story right before this about Jesus coming into Jericho. And there's this blind man who hears the commotion, and he begins to call out to Jesus because he wants to be healed so that he can see. But the crowds block his access to Jesus and tell him to be quiet, but he won't be deterred. And he cries out all the more for Jesus. And eventually, Jesus, Jesus gives him back his sight, and he gets to see Jesus. The Zacchaeus story follows a similar flow, but Zacchaeus has a different approach. It says in verse 4, So he ran on ahead and climbed up a sycamore fig tree in order to see him. Now, we may not see any issues with this. This seems like a pretty smart approach to solve a problem. But in the culture that Zacchaeus is living in, for a grown man to run is a shameful thing to do. It is a honor-shame culture where things either bring you honor or they bring you shame. And running does not bring honor. Children run. Grown men do not. Same thing with climbing a tree. Children climb trees. Grown men do not. But Zacchaeus is willing to do whatever it takes. I guess he figures he's already small in people's eyes. What's, what's the damage in running and climbing a tree going to do uh, to his already tarnished reputation? Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus. And his actions put a second question in front of us. Are we putting ourselves in a position to encounter Jesus? The narrative of the Bible makes it clear that God pursues us but this story doesn't happen unless Zacchaeus puts himself in a place to encounter Jesus. So as much as God pursues us, we are also called to pursue him. This is the reason for spiritual disciplines, putting yourself in a posture that allows God to do work on you. So Zacchaeus has put himself in the tree and what happens next? And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. 
When the people saw this, they all began to complain, saying, He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. But Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I am giving to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I am giving back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So it looks like Zacchaeus' hard work has paid off because it has caught the attention of Jesus. And I want to spend some time on Jesus' actions in a minute. But first, one more question we ask based on the actions of Zacchaeus. How will we respond to Jesus? Zacchaeus doesn't just let his interaction with Jesus be a mental decision. It must go all the way to his heart because it changes his attitude and his actions. So much that he declares half of his possessions to the poor and a generous restitution to anyone he has cheated. Now, based on the laws in the Torah in Leviticus 6.5 and Exodus 22.1, Zacchaeus' response is well beyond what the law required of him. It helps show us that repentance is not limited to our relationship with God, but it extends to our reconciliation with others as well. If our response to God does not change how we interact with our neighbors, perhaps we should reevaluate what true repentance in the kingdom of God looks like. But let's talk about Jesus for a minute and see what we can apply to our lives. First, when Jesus sees Zacchaeus, he stops and then he calls him by name. Now, I imagine Jesus has a pretty full daily schedule, especially when he's entering a new place. There's lots of people buzzing around him. The disciples have probably already set up some meetings for him or places to teach. But despite what is in front of him that day, Jesus has a mindset to see what is in front of him that day. So Jesus sees Zacchaeus and also knows his name. Now, it would be easy to chalk this name knowledge up to the fact that Jesus is divine and he just knows everything. But we also have to remember that Jesus was human as well. And he probably knows the worth you feel when someone calls you by name. Jesus could have singled Zacchaeus out by saying, hey, you up there. Yeah, you up in there in the tree, you know, <laughs> come on down. But the whole situation takes on a different feeling when Jesus simply says, Zacchaeus, as if to say, you are seen, you are loved, you are known. But Jesus goes a step further to show that Zacchaeus is also loved and accepted. Jesus goes to his house and shares a meal together, which is a cultural sign of social acceptance and love because Jesus cared more about lost people than he did about his own reputation. Jesus is going to eat at his house and everyone is upset about it. They're muttering and complaining about it. And wouldn't you know, there's only one other place in Luke where he uses this word complaining and it's in chapter 15. Now, all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near Jesus to listen to him. And both the Pharisees and the scribes began to complain, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. And so you have some interesting connections here. You have Jesus and tax collectors and eating together and people complaining. And it's in this context that Jesus tells three stories. And the third you find a loving father who sees his son returning home. And what does he do? He runs to his son. So again, this is not an honorable thing to do in their society, but Jesus flips the script and says the father runs to those who are lost who return home. 
But I want to highlight what Jesus says in response to Zacchaeus. Jesus says, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now while we call Jesus Jesus, his name in Hebrew would be Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves or Yahweh's salvation. So Jesus' name literally means salvation. So when Jesus says, salvation has come to your house, he's right on so many levels. Jesus has come to your house, which is a great place to end with the question, has salvation come to your house? Has Jesus come to your house? No matter where we are, we can run to Jesus knowing that he will run to us. And each week we meet at the table with Jesus who came to seek and to save us, to restore us so we could go and seek restoration with others, to bring us reconciliation so we could have a ministry of reconciliation. So as we take the bread and the cup today and meet with Jesus, let us know his love and his acceptance, that he knows our name and that he runs to us with open arms. Let's go to the table. That's it for this time. Thank you for checking in with us, and we'll be back with another episode again next week.